What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real because just business is better business. Visit justcapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. Now, the Bram Weinstein Show on Washington's new home for sports, ESPN 630. Hey, babies. Hey, babies. Hey, babies. Hi, everyone. What's up? Hi. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you very much. Are you going to serenade me with birthday music today you or no? Uh, oh, uh, I thought you were talking like me personally. No, no, no. You I don't, don't want, want me to sing. You don't want no, me singing. No, 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 I was, on, uh, are, are we getting like the Beatles? Is that happening today? Uh, sure. Yeah, I'll work it in there somewhere. No, I'm just I'm asking. Just, uh, I'm not demanding. I was just going to work in some of your favorites that, oh, okay. that I don't play as much. Oh, I like that. Yeah. yeah, I like that. As you know, I don't like a lot of attention for this stuff. Kime, of course, tweeted yep, it. Yep, I saw that, and I go, oh, Bram's going to love that he one. He texted me, and he said, is it your birthday? And I said, it is. And he was like, okay, happy birthday. And then he sent out a tweet three <laughs> seconds later, and I went, It's your favorite. Uh, it's your favorite. You and I, 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 don't, the, I don't dislike the attention, but you know. You and I are the same boat. I don't like bringing attention to myself either so. yeah and it's also um i'm one of those people that anybody who sends me a message i feel the necessity <laughs> to thank them yes correct yeah, yeah so it's just a lot of work today it's turned into i don't do that some people have gotten smart about it and they just go on their timeline thank you to everybody for the birthday wishes i don't do that i like everybody yeah yeah uh, on- so this is gonna take two days to go through <laughs> it yeah. on facebook for a couple years there i actually blocked my birthday so nobody knew and then, uh, when's your birthday? I don't have one. Right. No joke. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. but then I realized, like, you know, that is the way some people, it's the only way they know. Yeah. And so yeah, I, yeah. I unblocked it. And then oh. all my family members that, you know, don't have my birthday memorized mm-hmm. did that. And I don't, I don't, your I don't, dad. No. <laughs> you re- did, did I tell you that story on the air? Do you remember that one? What? That he doesn't remember your birthday? Uh, he forgot it one day or oh. one, one year. Yeah. One time. It happens. He's gonna kill me because I'm saying this on the air. There was a, it was a, it was a day in high school. It was early in the morning. He was driving me to school, and like he was just going on with his day, and he mm-hmm. just didn't put it together that it was my birthday oh. that day. And so like, was the, it one of those like he just called you and you thought he was calling for your birthday, but you were like, no, no, no. no. Well, same and vibe. You're like, no, no, hey, we were and, in the and car. He just talking to you, and like, then you realize he's not gonna say it, and no, no, now no. it's like, do I tell him it's my birthday? Like, so same vibe, yeah. but he was driving me to school, and oh, so into the whole ride, I'm like. You're gonna wish me a happy birthday, yeah. and it doesn't happen. Oh, and then I don't really get salty. I just didn't really say anything. And oh. then he called me on my cell phone in school, like 15 minutes later, being like, "Oh sorry, my sorry, god, sorry, sorry." Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, that's cool. Yeah, it was fine. Was he just, made up for it. He was just. I think know. it was your dad that uh, tweeted at me, or so I posted something about last week when someone posted the NFC Championship video of the Redskins beating the Vikings. Okay. And I wrote, like, I was in the crowd Uh that day. So a lot of people responded to, I was there too, or that was greatest day, or whatever, whatever, whatever. And uh, I think it was your dad that said, I was there too, I would have bought you a beer. (laughs) And I wanted to respond, I was 14. (laughs) 14. (laughs) But, you know, thanks for the thought. But I was 14. I think, you know, on that day, it would have been legal for anybody to drink. I think because everybody... I can't describe to you, and this is probably what's happening in Detroit today. I can't describe. I can't describe to you what the city was like after they won, and they were. And this is also now the third time they were going to the Super Bowl in like a five-year period. But still, they had won the game at home. No one would have blinked. And people at a 14 went completely nuts. Beer. 
No. <laughs> not that day. Not that day. <laughs> Any other day, sure. Not that day. Right. Not exactly. that day. Yeah. All right. Let's start with the playoffs. Um, all right. Let me start with, what do you want to do? NFC or AFC? Which one do you want to do first? Let's start NFC okay. first. I think that's that's the, I think there's more storylines going into that game from the two games. The, which from, one? The Detroit? Well, both of them. I think from, okay. the, the fact that the Niners survived and then we'll get to the, the Lions game. As okay. Well. So, all right. On the Niners. Uh, I heard Matt LaFleur did an interview today. I guess he did his end-of-season press conference today, and he basically said out loud he, he, where he's really disappointed about is that he thought that they had outplayed them, and but they lost. Mm-hmm. And um, I agree with that. Right. I agree with that. Brock Purdy was all over the map, actually. You know, he was more inaccurate than usual. Then mm-hmm. De- Debo Samuel got hurt, so that hurt them. Yep. They haven't had really a pass rush, you know, the last couple games. They haven't really had much of a pass. They didn't have it against us either. They didn't have much of a pass rush. I thought that's what Chase Young was supposed to be. I know. Well, I don't even want to get into that. Like, all the the people, I I don't know. I tried to say this 8 million times, (laughs) but nobody wants to hear it because you just, people just don't watch it this closely. But he's a marginalized player. And, you know, I hope that come next year again with another offseason that maybe he turns back into the guy that we think he can be, but he's just not that. Right, right. And it's not, you know, I'm not just saying it to be mean. Like, the more controversial trade to me was the Sweat one than it was the Young yeah, one. It was, sure. like, because Sweat is a currently top-tier defensive end. You can decide what level you think he is. I don't think he's Bosa or Max Crosby, but I do think he's really, really good. Mm-hmm. So I would have heard out either either argument of should we keep him and pay him or franchise him yeah, uh, right. or, you know, or let him go if we get the right value. I'll hear both sides of that argument. On Chase, we were never signing him long-term. It was just for all the information I knew from what I saw, just we were never doing that. So trading him always made sense yeah, to me. Right. And I think you're seeing it in real time. He's... Not making them that much better, right. like it's. But I'm not surprised by that. Like, like he'll have his moments at a game because he's an elite athlete, but not consistently. You're yeah. not going to see a lot of it anyway. That's a that's a besides the point. Yeah, Debo gets hurt. Brock's pretty inaccurate. Mm-hmm. Could have had a couple interceptions. Yep. Or he's very lucky he didn't. First time we've one seen that would have been a pick six. First time we've seen him get fired up too, mm-hmm. yelling at wide receivers. Yep, like that was the first time we've seen he got him fired seen up. That. Their pass rush really isn't there, which is I think a bit of a surprise considering who their front is. Mm-hmm. But they're a really good roster and a really good team, and they were right there the whole time, and they won at the end. So good for them. And I'm not trying to take anything away from them, but I would just put it this way. Like, that game could have teetered either way. And the way Green Bay had played the week before, I'm not surprised it was close. I just didn't feel like they could replicate that against San Francisco, who's kind of been there, done that on this level. Dallas has been there, but they haven't done that. Yeah. So, like, it, to me, it's not a, until they do it, it's, and we'll get into Dallas later because everybody's gone nuts down there, which is great. It's <laughs> fantastic. Everybody's, everybody's lobbing Instagram bombs at one another now, which is really amazing. <laughs> but, uh, but with San Francisco, they've done it too many times. They're a really good team. This is the, the story of Kansas City is going to come up in the same way. You got to kill the king. Yep. If you don't kill the king, yep. he'll find a way to beat you. Mm-hmm. It may not be overly impressive, but you'll find a way to do it. And that's how I would describe San Francisco. I wouldn't describe what the hell they played the other day as overly impressive. So much so that I'll get to a point about that heading into this week because I think everyone looks at this and goes, it didn't matter who won that other game. They're going to go out there and lose. And I actually don't feel – I think if it was Tampa Bay, I'd feel that way, but I really don't with Detroit, and I'll get to that in okay. a minute. Um, so, you know, so with them, like, they made the plays they had to make. When they were down late, they did go down the field and score. So it's hard to overly complain. The conditions were terrible. I mean, it was pouring the whole time there. So there's that too. 
But defensively, I didn't find them to be overly impressive. And offensively, once Debo went out, they were relatively pedestrian outside of a couple of big plays by McCaffrey and Kittle. Just a couple. Right. So they're not like, I say this all the time. It's not who you play, and it's when you play them. And right now, if they were playing this game tomorrow, I would like Detroit to win outright. Like yeah. So now I want to reserve the right to change my mind by the end of the week. But right now, I'll be if, you know, I'm not just trying to just, I'll pick, I picked all four games this past weekend. I actually think Detroit right now is playing better than them. So I wouldn't be surprised. The only thing I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they go out there and win the way things just stand right now from what I saw from them the other day. The only thing I will say is the end of that game, and not to get too much into next week already, but the, the end of that game reminded them, your offensive line is a bunch of studs, and you have the best one of the best running backs in the league. Yeah. Go back to that, and all yes. of a sudden you got a chance against everybody. It doesn't matter who you're playing. So that's the only thing I'll say is if he's they also switch... constantly sitting on the bench getting his thigh rubbed. Yeah, Remember, yeah, he got hurt right. in the game against us late in right. the season, didn't have to play in the last game because they had the bye, mm-hmm. and it was already salted, so they didn't have to do it. Yeah. And then he wasn't the same. Like, right. He had a couple big runs, obviously, and he had a touchdown late, but like he's not all cylinders, yep. and yep. he's managing through all of this. Yep. So they got to figure out a way to get through this and hope that and those two, two weeks, weeks yeah. are enough to get those guys back for them close to 100%. But this game's coming up too fast, in my opinion, because Debo's 50-50. He's not 100%. Their pass rush doesn't look the same. Mm-hmm. You can beat them deep. You yeah. can. Like, that's always been the one issue with them. And this team could beat people deep if they get time. If you're not going to get pressure on golf, you're actually going to be in trouble against sure. them. Sure. So I, I, it's more than a puncher's chance right now for Detroit. So the miracle might actually yeah. happen, which would be – this would be incredible. This would be the most incredible, the script of all scripts. The season started Detroit, Kansas City. Yep. If it ends Detroit, Kansas City, mm-hmm. boy, did they catch that one right. Yep. Script writers got that one right. <laughs> and plus the people of Detroit are going to. Oh. I mean. So, oh, I, do I just don't even, like, I feel for them because I do think if they, will they just be happy if they get there? Because I don't think they'll beat either one of those other teams. But, like, if they get there, is it. Is that enough to appease you for a year, or is it? We just we're here. We've got to, you know, where, we got to do it. It's like is, the second overall pick thing. It's like you got to take a quarterback because you're not there very often. So don't overthink yeah, this yeah. too much. You're there. You kind of got to win it because you don't know if it's going to happen again. Frankly. I think I think because this is year one, and we've seen it all year long with their fans. By the way, I think they are living life right now. They want to win the Super Bowl, and like I'm, I'm really interested to see. Yeah. Do they buy out that stadium next week? Because Niners fans, not unlike Chiefs fans, kind of spoiled. Like, they've been to the NFC Championship game a yeah. bunch of times. They're all probably thinking, too, I'll save my money for the Super Bowl. Whereas, like, Lions fans are like, screw it. We're going every step of the way here. They've been doing it all year. Yes. They've been showing up right. at other people's stadiums. They were, they were like, at the st- Chiefs opening game. It started game. with that. It was a banner-raising game, yes. and the Chiefs fans let their tickets go. The like, one in Lambeau. Don't underestimate yeah. that. It's hard to get into that place because uh-huh. those tickets have just been locked up for generations. There was blue all over the place. Over I've it. never seen anything like that. Is that what I'm saying? Like, I think that's the X factor. Is like, I think a lot of Lions fans are going to make that trip. This and, is a joy and, ride. Yeah. Yes, because they're going. It's first ride. Like, let you know this goes. This goes in all sports. By the way, and this is always my favorite. It's always like my favorite storyline when you get year one of a playoff run and a yeah. fan base that's like been raring to go for a long time. This is what I think Sunday is going to be. Like, I think there's going to be a ton of blue in the stands because yeah, Niners fans. It's funny. Niners fans travel well, 
But I just think they've been so spoiled. They're going to let those tickets go to help pay for Super Bowl tickets. This is how I want them to show up to the stadium, though. I want them to go full Mad Max, like the caravan. <laughs> and I want the crazy-looking guitar player to be Eminem on the front of it. And they're just driving, and they're all in masks and paint, and they're huffing things. And they're just they're ready to take over and take over the world. Right. And uh, I'm, I'm very happy for them. But as far as San Francisco goes, that's a really good team. They're tough to kill. They didn't play their best. Yep. They easily could have lost. I give Green Bay a lot of credit because they went from where they were at the beginning of the season to where they are at the end ought to tell you the program they're running there because they're a little ahead of the curve, frankly, and they got to it by the end of the year. They should be feeling really good about mm-hmm. where things are going because I think they now know that Love is their quarterback yep. for at least a period of time. Those receivers really came through. They're all really young and inexperienced, but they really came through. Their offensive line got better as the season went along. This tight end they picked looks like the guy in Dallas, looks yep. like Laporta, like mm-hmm. he's really come along. Their defense got better as the season went along, and they became formidable at just the right time. It was hard to see it coming, but Dallas choke jobbed as usual, and Green Bay was ready to seize on it. Yeah. And here they were in what was a tough spot. They're dangerous again. Like, they are clearly extremely dangerous again. So I think their season is a massive success because early in the year, no Rodgers, don't know about love. They had some injuries. Aaron Jones missed a lot of time. Their receivers were either out or you couldn't rely. They weren't Devontae Adams. You, know, you can't really rely on it. They had a lot of no-names running around out there. And all of a sudden, by the end of it, they looked like a real team. Yep. That's a good program. That's a good coach, mm-hmm. obviously. Yep. So they're trending clearly in the right direction. And so I, th- I think the Green Bay fans should feel pretty good about all this because I don't think they knew what they had going into the season. They were not a favorite to win their division for the first time in forever. They didn't. They crawled in just to get in. And they, I'll tell you what, I actually think Detroit is better off not playing them. Uh, I agree. Yeah, even yeah. if it was at home, they already beat them on Thanksgiving. Yeah. They beat them a million times. The pressure would ratchet. See, Detroit gets to be the underdog again. Yes. They wouldn't Dan Campbell be. loves that. <laughs> they wouldn't be. They'd be home yeah. against this team that is 482 and 6 against them over the last 30, 40 years. That would not be good. Yep. So while I, I think the road is not easy, obviously, I actually think they've caught a break here. They beat the Rams, barely got in. They didn't have to go to Dallas, right? They caught a weaker team than Dallas. Don't I mean, you say they aren't, but they are. Come yeah, on. Yeah. Yep. That's a weaker team. And then all of a sudden, this is actually better off. I, I think the pressure would be so ramped up on them playing a division team that's red hot that already beat them in a national profile game in their building, it would all the pressure on the world would be on them. It'd be really it's bad. Not, it's not even counting uh, if they had to play the Eagles. The Eagles would still be a Super Bowl contender Correct. because everyone would say, oh, they won. Yes. Here we go. Like They're, they're yeah. going to ramp it back up now. Like they've they, caught they've, the draw here, yeah, yeah, really. They've, 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 yeah, they really drew their way every single step They of the did. Way. They got the Rams at home. They were supposed to win that. They're a favorite, yeah. right? They caught Tampa. That's a good yep. second-round matchup. Mm-hmm. It's not the Eagles, who's a better roster mm-hmm. for sure, yep. and it's not the Cowboys, which would have been on the road, who they'd already lost to and hadn't lost a home game yeah, yet. Right. They've caught a good draw here, and now they're catching the 49ers, who don't look remotely close to that team before that Ravens game sure. that was just roaring, like looks like a machine. It doesn't mean the San Francisco can't win, but today, if I'm just being completely blunt and honest, I think Detroit's going to win today. Now, let me see what happens by the time we get around to Friday. Is Debo playing? Yep. Is McCaffrey beat up? Is he practicing? Yep. Right. right? 
Like, what do they look like? Are they? Did anything else happen in that game that we don't really know about that hasn't really come out? Because I will tell you this. If they can't get their pass rush going again, and Detroit's got an elite offensive line, if they can't get it going again, Goff is not making a lot of mistakes. Their receivers can run deep. Yeah. There are going to be big plays to be had. If they run the ball in them the way Green Bay did, San Francisco's not only in a game, they're in trouble. And if Purdy is going to be as inaccurate as he was or apt to make the type of mistakes he made against the Ravens and should have made against Green Bay, this thing could flip the other way fast. And the other thing I know about them, and I'll give Dan Campbell all the credit in the world for this part of it, they play hard. Mm -hmm. They play aggressive. They hit like they are biting kneecaps. They are literally doing it. So I got to, and you might be right, that stadium might be surprisingly blue. So I, today, I'm feeling like, I don't know what the spread is, yeah. but today, if you you want my honest opinion, I think Detroit's going there and winning and heading to the Super Bowl, and then we'll see who they play. And if it's the Ravens, the Ravens already cremated that team. So that's why I go back to, will they just feel good if they get there, yeah. having never been there, because the mountain they got to climb, they're not getting a good draw either way in the Super Bowl. If they get that far, they're going to be a massive underdog against Baltimore and a sizable one against Kansas City, and it will be warranted. Uh, seven points is the uh, spread in oh, San Fran. I do not see a blowout mm-hmm. by the 49ers at all. It's the same thing, too. At all. It, to, to your point there, too, uh, with Lions fans just being happy to be there, it would be the same thing. Whether the Chiefs or the Ravens were to make it to the Super Bowl, both of those fan bases have seen Super Bowls in their lifetime. Of course, the Chiefs are there like every year now or every other year. I think Lions fans would buy people out of their tickets again. Like I think, yeah. and not to mention, you know how this goes. There's always a, a, a like a people's champ. That crowd would be rooting for the Lions. They have a better quarterback. This is weird. Than San Francisco. Than San Fran. Okay, I was going to say not in the Super Bowl. No, like, <laughs> I was like, no they Super have Bowl, a, they don't. But. They have a better quarterback. <laughs> Who's won these games? Well, have you seen the stats more him? often than this quarterback? I'll pull it and up. oh, by the way, like, and I hate these storylines, but Shanahan's going to hear it. He hasn't won what anyone would call the big one. I agree with you on that. Yet, yeah, yeah. including the famous coordinated one in Atlanta that went sideways. They keep blaming him for it, which I think is somewhat unfair. Granted, they have won playoff games. They're not like Dallas where they're going out prematurely. Yep. They get to this point. But when it gets to this point, and this is the one I think it's going to really stick in everyone's craw if they don't win this one. Because losing in the Super Bowl to Mahomes, okay. Yeah, chalk it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What are you going to do? Whatever. Yeah. Like, they, like, what was the other one they had? They, uh, they lost last year to Philly when all their quarterbacks got hurt. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. Okay. Chalk it up. Yeah, yeah. No one's that's not no one's totally not their fault. Yeah. But home against the team that's <laughs> never done it before, yeah. <laughs> that one's going to sting. Right. And it's going to stick with them. Right. And as of right now... I think that that Detroit is in a health position in a far better spot than they are. And I was very impressed with the way they played the other day because, I mean, they should win. They were at home. That was a 500 team that they played. Yeah, yeah, right. And I agree with all the throwing the flowers at Baker for the season he had because of the road he's had to get to this point. The second to last drive, too, was crazy. Like he the, completed a fourth and 15 on the road to keep their season alive and, the other, and then threw a dime yes. to Evans to make it close. <laughs> and they got jobbed on the two-point conversion yeah, thing. They did, Not yeah. that necessarily would they might have lost anyway, but they got that should have been a penalty. I don't right. even know what where why they didn't make a call on that. That should have been a penalty. Either way, one score game. He, he was, was right there. Clutch as hell, yeah. Threw a bad pick at the end, sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Jordan Love, same thing. Jordan Love threw a bad pick at the end. 
And I think that's the one thing's probably going to stick with him. Yeah. Because Green Bay could have, would have, should have won anyway. Even they had plenty of time. They could have, would have, should have won anyway. And they didn't. And these quarterbacks made mistakes at the end. Detroit, though, not that they felt in control, but I never felt like it was going the wrong way. No. Green Bay's game against San Francisco, I thought Green Bay was the better team for the majority of oh. it. They just didn't end up on the right side of the scoreboard. That's why when you're saying, like, oh, this was like a good year for them because they weren't supposed to do anything, yeah. it was the way they lost the game, though, that killed those Agreed. fans. Like, they should have had two touchdowns in the first quarter. And it's totally like. They, I, I got to tell you, they're staring at this right now going, we know we'd go to Detroit yes, and win. Yes. That I mean, means we'd go back to the yes. Super Bowl. And we'd be a massive underdog, and we really shouldn't beat right. either team but because be we're first, playing with everybody on this level. Right, but it'd be first year reset. We made it to the Super Bowl, right. like after round, and went to the Super Bowl, and then at that point, and too, now we know Jordan loves the guy. We're not worried about yeah. it. We totally stick it yeah. to Aaron Rodgers. Would have been the most amazing <laughs> thing to stick it to him. Well, at the same time, too, psychologically, the rest of that division's going. God, are you kidding me? Like they have a third franchise quarterback in a row, where the Bears are going. We can't find one on golf, though. By the way, to just kick it back to how he played. Kay Adams flashed this graphic on her show this morning that was crazy. Since week 10 in the fourth quarter, he is first in pass yards per quarter with 92. He's first in completions percentage at 73.9, tied for first for passing touchdowns, seven, and he's first in the league since week 10 through the playoffs in passer rating 113. That is a run yes. for that guy that is Honestly, unreal. Yeah. The fact, and remember last week too, the game slowed down in the fourth quarter too. Yet it was still good enough for them to take yep. care of the Rams. Like, what a run for him! Like, I, I'm I, telling you, he he elevated to a place I didn't think he was ever capable of getting to. People seem to forget he got to the Super Bowl as a very young player. Yes, and everyone just said, "Well, that's McVay." Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's McVay, but, and, and when McVay, okay, but, but he still has to execute it. Sure, but I would say this. I, I wouldn't say it was about the Super Bowl. I think it was that McVay gave up on him. I yes. think that's where everybody was like, oh, well, if McVay's shipping you out, then you, Correct. you obviously can't be good enough. Yeah. Like, I think that's where— Yeah, and, I'm rooting and, for this guy, too. He right. went to the Super Bowl with them, and they're like, you're not good enough for us. Right, right. Really? I'm not. <laughs> I'm the number one pick. What do you mean I'm not? Right. Now, they're not wrong. They won a Super Bowl. Correct, yeah. They didn't make the wrong decision. No, but it, nobody could, made the wrong decision. Still, yeah, yeah, both teams won. Detroit, yeah. though, getting him. And remember, he was a throw-in. Like, you and I was, talked about when that trade happened that we were kind of like, why didn't they trade golf for more ammo? Because they, like... They gave it to him, and then they got extra picks for taking it. Right. Remember yes. that part? Yeah, yeah exactly. They pay, yeah, they paid they them. They paid a premium <laughs> to take golf. Which is like, like you if, and I said at the time. If there was what? ever, this guy's like, I was the number one pick. I was in a Super Bowl. We lost to the, the dynasty. That's right. who we lost Barely, to. Barely, by the way. I remember, it was a close, close game. Right. And then you said, I'm sucked so much <laughs> that you're going to pay somebody else to take my contract. Right, right. That. And you know what? So I, I, I'm happy for him. Of course. And like, yeah. he's, he clearly, he's not making a lot of mistakes. And that's why it's another reason why I think. Don't be surprised here. I don't like what I see from San Francisco. This whole reporting that they, they tried to get Brady to come out of retirement to make Purdy his backup this year. I believe it. Yeah, yeah I totally sure. believe it. Yeah, yeah. I actually can't believe Brady didn't say yes to it. Considering the childhood, I want to be a 49er Joe Montana thing. I'm surprised they couldn't convince him to do it. And that's just going to be circling all week on Purdy because he did not look good the other day. Yeah. He was inaccurate. He should have thrown another pick six. That should have happened. It did not. They just dropped it. I got a funny feeling like 
they're going to rattle this dude. And they, they just need a couple mistakes. And if they run the ball well the way Green Bay did on them and they've got the line to do it, watch out. Like Detroit's going to surprise them this weekend. They're one of the few teams, too, the Lions, where I don't think I've seen a pass rush that's relentless like them. It's every play. Like, there's not a play where it seems like they're this slowed is, down. Like, this is another lucky break they got. The fact that Jacksonville didn't take Aiden Hutchinson, but <laughs> did take Trayvon Walker, is a massive <laughs> mistake. Huge. Yeah. Like, the difference between those two players is just enormous. Yes. yes. And they all said this, but they said Walker is the crazy stud athlete who could be clowny, you know, but yep. like, he is. Yeah. He no shows a lot. Correct. The other guy they said was a sure thing, but he's not the motor. motor, He's a sure thing, but he may not be Bosa. Well, it turns out he is. Turns out he's like the best pass rusher in the league. (laughs) Like, so Stafford wanted to be traded. They got gifted a good quarterback in return. They Jacksonville did him a favor by taking the wrong guy with the number one pick and allowed them to take the right guy who's from there. Yeah, yeah, the number two pick. And this Dan Campbell guy, and that's the other thing I want to go back to with the, if they do get there, enjoy it. Because they're about to be the Eagles. They're going to lose one coordinator for sure. Yeah. And they may lose the other one. We don't know. Sure. Yeah. And also to Commanders fans, I hope you're willing to wait three more weeks to get your coach. <laughs> because that's what it's trending towards sure. right now. If you want Ben Johnson, then we're going to be slow rolling our process for three more weeks. Right. Because I think everyone thought at some point they'll lose and he'll be available, but I'm not so sure about that anymore. I think we might be waiting through the Super Bowl to get our guy. Um, I would also say this, too, at least the symbolism from the Lions, like Campbell being on that 0-16 team. Like, I mean, that's just, I mean, the poetic poetic justice for them is just lining up to be so awesome if they they end up winning this weekend. If they get there and they win against either one of those teams. It will be one of the greatest upsets of all time, and it'll be one of the greatest NFL stories of yes, all time. Yes, correct. Absolutely. And Dan Campbell should then retire, and they should just build a statue of him crushing a <laughs> beer can on his head. I don't know. What is the statue made out of? Recycled beer cans? Uh, I mean, they got to do something oh, cool for this guy. He will go down as the all-time Detroit legend. Like, it'll be him, Isaiah Thomas, uh... <laughs> Red Wings. You got to pick out some Red Wings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah Tigers had some times, too. and yeah, all Kirk, those guys, yeah. yeah. The Tigers won, too, so I guess. All right, but for the Lions, he will go down as the all-time legend if they actually go and pull this off and yeah. knock off San Francisco and whoever in the Super Bowl. But they'll be a massive underdog of against either one of them. Yeah, absolutely. But they'll enjoy that. Yeah. Well, I, I'm actually surprised there's this much of an underdog. When you read that spread to me, that actually sounded higher. I thought Vegas would be a little sharper and say, like, four. But now you said seven. Uh-uh. They're, they're not that against these. Not this week. A month and a half ago, maybe. Yeah. But this week, the way Purdy's playing and the injuries they have, uh-uh. No, they're not. It's the same thing, too, though, with the Lions. I think Lions fans are embracing this all as well. I think they're also going, even if we lose, we're still building this thing. Like, they're yes, still drafting well. They, but they don't have any bad contracts on the books. Like, they don't. But remember, Ben Johnson will not be there next year. Yeah, sure. It will be a new coordinator. Sure. Uh, Aaron Glenn may or may not be there next right. year. There might be a new coordinator. Go ask the Eagles how that went. When right. they lost the two coordinators, they went bust right. real fast. Here's the thing, though. The Eagles got cute and started forcing the ball to A.J. Brown. Dan Campbell is going to go, we have maybe the best offensive line in football and a couple of good running backs. You can't screw that one up. That's and, another and, one. <laughs> Everyone made fun of him for picking Jameer Gibbs. Yeah, he, he iced it yesterday. That so, looks okay now. Yeah, right, exactly. That and one's then, looking all right. And then same thing on if they lose um, Aaron Glenn. He's going, we have a pass rush. 
scheme up whatever you need I, to. I, like, mean, like, I hear saying, you, but, but you know, I, two I, things. I, I said this for the Eagles going into the season. You lose six starters and two coordinators. Don't tell me everything's the same. Sure. It's right. not. Right, but those are two basic and things is what I'm saying. It Definitively, Ben Johnson is getting a head coaching job. I think it'll be here, but it, if it isn't, it's going to be somewhere. Right. So they're losing him. So they better, they better figure it out this year one way or another. Right. And then they can go down all-time. This is an all-time team. They will talk about this team in Detroit forever. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. Dan Miller's going to go Jason Kelsey and take his shirt off and jump out of booths. You've got Eminem, who's like been ride or die with them Dan from the Miller, beginning. Dan Miller might date Megan Thee Stallion next year. I don't know. I don't think that's going to Maybe. Happen. It's possible. Is that, is that her type? <laughs> Let's get to the AFC next. Brave Watch Show, he's been at 630 Sports Capital. Stacking Benjamins with Joe and his good friend OG not only has great financial insight, it's laid back with humor, too. The quiet luxury trend is out and loud budgeting is in. Are we tired of the pet names? Yeah, because I'm loud and obnoxious, so this fits right in with me. And I'm like, yes, finally budgeting for me. <laughs> I get to walk into a restaurant and go, I'm cheap as hell, and you're not getting a tip. Live from Doug's Budget. <laughs> Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen. Very few songs that have like live audiences that you enjoy the background noise. This <laughs> is one of them. Uh-huh. Uh, Johnny Cash doing Folsom Prison yep. is amazing. Hearing the uh, prisoners cheer when he talks about killing people. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> it's pretty killing amazing. a man to watch him die? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Manish Boy, one of my favorites. Happy birthday to me, playoff. There you go. This is one of my favorites. Uh, all right, let's get into the AFC here a little bit uh, from yesterday. Let me start with the easy one, which is Baltimore. Uh, as predicted, it took them a little bit, but uh, they ramped it up. And in the second half, they looked like the machine they've been throughout the course of this year. Uh, Mike McDonald's stock is going up and up and up. Uh, they gave up three offensive points to the Houston Texans. So they're the ones that figured out how to shut them down. And then this is Bobby Slowick off the Shanahan tree. And they're the ones that went to San Francisco and shook that tree dismantled up. Dismantled them. I mean, I mean, dismantled they've dismantled them. everybody. Like, I don't feel, yeah. I feel like I, I said this in the last couple of weeks of the season. They're like the quietest one seed in a long time in terms of just how badly they were beating people down the stretch and they weren't making noise about it. Like they did it again. They did it to the Texans. Like yeah. I'm the, their machine. Like the, uh, <laughs> the Texans were a classic, probably overachieved a little bit this year. Sure. But they, and, they uh, put 45, well, not 45, but they put up over 30 points on the best defense in the NFL. I mean, that's, yeah, it's pretty impressive. They didn't just, no, they were No, I, I think the, like, not unlike I would say this about, you know, I think Detroit or Green Bay season, really, because Green Bay was in a, Kind of flip around season. Yeah. This has got to be above and beyond than mm-hmm. anything that they could have thought was going to yep. happen this year. Right. If I like, I told you at the beginning of the year, they're going to be ten and seven. You're going to end up winning that division. You're going to win a playoff game. You'd take that, right? Yep. yep. And then you're going to go to Baltimore and get it roasted by a team that <laughs> looks like that looks like they, looks they, the they, part. Yeah, exactly. Totally <laughs> looks the part. Yeah. Um, and you know they did a lot of things that first timers in the playoffs. It's first time for them in a while. First time with this group for sure. First time with this coach. First time with this quarterback. They did a bunch of things that you see from inexperienced playoff teams. They had like eight pre-snap penalties. Yep, right, exactly. I mean, like, they just, they sloppy. weren't. It sloppy. Yeah, it was yep. sloppy. They weren't buttoned up. You make mis- little mistakes like that are the difference between you and the good teams. But, I, you know, Stroud this year had an amazing year. I think it's a very interesting vote for Offensive Rookie of the Year because Puka broke a record yeah. um, for catches by any rookie ever. Uh, and Stroud, I think, was a lock to get it and was even in MVP conversations for a while. So that's a weird vote that they're yep, going to have to figure out. who to, If they could split it, that would be fair. But, like, they got to figure out what to do with that. But that's a hard one. One of them, it, both are deserving. One's going to lose. 
Um, you know, I hate taking these like one game scenarios because everyone's like, well, Bobby Slowick's stock is down. No, it's not. That was a rookie quarterback yeah. with a group that hadn't been there before that like played the one seed and lost. Duh. Yeah. And by the way, it was tied at half, guys. Like, I don't know where you were. Mm-hmm. And then everyone turned Mike McDonald into greatest defensive genius mastermind of all time, (laughs) beating a rookie quarterback in a playoff game. So let's all slow down on everything. That said, I said this, you know, four or five weeks ago, we need to take a close look at him. You know, if they're being bluntly honest, the commanders about what their coaching search is, and they say, we're looking for the best leader. We don't care what side of the ball. I think it's hard not to take a hard look at what's going on up there because their defense, when I look at them personnel wise, I see a good team, not a great team, with not a lot of difference making players, you'd think, mm. but they're acting like it. Yep. Right. They're acting like it. So um, they're in the right place at the right time. They're confusing people. Uh, they're forcing all sorts of weird turnovers. That happened in San Francisco. So um, their defense is the reason why they're going to be practically impossible because you know you can't stop them running the ball. Like right. whether it's Lamar or Gus or Justice Hill or. Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook got hit in the other night. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like whatever it is, like when they need to run the ball, they're capable of doing it. If they get a lead on you, you're done. Mm-hmm. I yep. thought Houston did the right thing. Take the ball first. Um, how about our boy Steven Sims? Huh? Oh yeah, yeah. I know. I was like, wow, he's, he's still out there kicking. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so good for them. Baltimore. One, yeah. I would have been stunned if they lost that game. Even at halftime, I'm like, they're not going to lose. Like they're just they're too much better than this team. They got a good draw. That's a good draw for them. Now we'll see. Yep. Got to beat the king. All right, on Buffalo and Kansas City. I think I officially said pass last week because this is what I figured. It'd be close because yeah. Allen's so great. They're like, it's going to be close no matter what. Uh, but I picked Kansas City mainly just because of, really mainly because I think what was underreported throughout the week was how many injuries Buffalo had. Mm-hmm. So I looked at them defensively and I'm like, there's no shot. Like, they're, they're not going to stop them enough, right? So all that's out there now is Allen needs to be great. And that's possible. Like, he may do crazy things. Sure. The injury that I think also was extremely underreported that was a big, huge deal for them is Gabe Davis. Yep, yep. Gabe Davis is the legitimate deep threat that they have. Diggs can be, but they don't really use him that way. They use Davis. Davis is the one that forces you to keep the safeties back. And when he hits a couple of big plays to him, that's when things go sideways. Like, they can mess around and score 25, right? Yep. But when they hit a couple big ones, they're bordering on 40. Mm-hmm. And now you got to keep up with them. Allen's going to make a couple plays here and there. So early in the game, they came out running, which I thought was really smart. And it was very effective. And I have a really good friend who's a huge Chiefs fan. He's one of my old college roommates. And I texted him, and I said, <laughs> now I'm going to try to sound like I'm smart. I texted him, and I said, Spags needs to make an adjustment right now. And I go, it's the bet he has to make to win the game. Move the safeties up. Mm-hmm. Make them throw the ball. And I go, it's a risk, but they don't have Gabe Davis, which means they don't have the guy that they are accustomed to taking shots down the field with and completing them. Yeah. So... The second that they switched and went single high safety and brought the second safety into the box, Buffalo couldn't really run the ball very much. Allen is a very good quarterback, sees he's got one-on-ones, and he took shots, and they completed none of them. Yep, right, exactly. That was the bet they, they were had. They hitting them in the hands, too, by the Correct. way. Like, they should have caught a bunch of them. But those deep passes are hard to connect on. And when you don't have the guy that you're accustomed to throwing the ball to who makes those plays, it then falls on someone else to do it. In the case of Diggs, he dropped the big one. Mm-hmm. Like, that was a big one. He, mm-hmm. That's the surprise. But the other ones to Sherfield or someone like yeah. that, 
these guys haven't done this before on this level. Yes, they had one-on-one coverage, but like that was the bet that they had to make because they were not stopping them up front. Buffalo was winning at the line of scrimmage, and with the box not crowded, they were running the ball too effectively against them. They were just going to keep doing it with Allen and Cook until Kansas City forced the issue, which they had to do, which I'm sure they're nervous about. This is when you play a behemoth like this. Pick your poison. You go let them run the ball on you the whole game, you'll lose. Right. They'll run the clock out. Allen's going to score on you. He'll make a couple big plays with his legs. So what are you going to do? you got to make him throw the ball. Well, if he's on and those receivers make plays, you're probably going to lose anyway. But it's the bet they had to make. It's the bet that they did make. They put the safety in the box. They said, you're not running the ball on us anymore. Not effectively. And we know what you're going to do now. You're going to get one-on-ones. You're going to take shots. Can you complete them? They couldn't. That's the game. Yep. Right. That, to me, was the game. The other thing I would say about Kansas City, too, which I think is, and I think they've probably come around to this this year, and it probably took them a while to, to realize this. They, needed, they couldn't just mess around anymore with people. They're not, for whatever reason, capable of just lighting you up anymore. Mm-hmm. And yesterday, they played offense professionally. Yes. Yeah, I'd agree on that. Yeah. They didn't do all this joking around, messing mm-hmm. around. Like, I think they've been humbled. And they've realized that they can't currently, with the group that they have, do those That's things. Right. Yep. So much so that they collectively stopped. They've become a power run offense when they need to be. Pacheco's a beast. Yep. And then with the receivers, like it was they just need them to be reliable. <laughs> and that's what the problem was early. MVS was dropping passes. Tony makes ridiculous, stupid plays. Yep. Rice, for some reason, wasn't targeted enough. Sky Moore has turned out to be average at best. They didn't have a group of receivers that were reliable, which is why their offense was sputtering along. That's not what they did yesterday. They've come around to, we need to be a professional buttoned-up operation and let the chips fall where they may because we have a quarterback that we believe won't make unnecessary mistakes and he can make magic plays, not unlike Allen. Allen's more apt to make the mistakes. Mahomes isn't, actually. And in these situations... They're not going to let you just win. you got to beat them. Right. So Kansas City, to me, did what they had to do. They waited out the first quarter to see what is Buffalo's game plan. Buffalo's game plan actually was extremely conservative. We're going to run the ball. Maybe partially they're scared of Allen making a mistake. Maybe they feel like that's their strength without Gabe Davis. We're just going to run the ball. And if we have to dump it off to our tight ends, good luck covering them. That's what we're going to do. You keep backing those safeties off. We're just going to beat you down. We're just going to beat you down with these five, six-yard runs. And they did. And I told my friend, I go, if Spags doesn't move the safety up into the box and force them to throw, you're going to lose. And he did. And I go, but here's the bet. The bet is they don't hit big plays on you. If they do, you're going to lose anyway. But if they don't, well, right. they're in trouble. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. They moved him up, took the chance. Allen tried four deep balls. None of them were completed. That's right. Yeah. You know, you can't stop him, stop him, because he's too good. Like, with his legs, he's too good. He's too good intermediate. He's good off schedule. He's a great player. So there's nothing, like, you can't stop it, stop it. But what you have to do is take away whatever is working that's out of his control and take your chances. And that's why that Gabe Davis injury, to me, was the game. Because if they had him out there, there's no way Kansas City would have ever moved up and crowded that box because they would have been scared Mm -hmm. that those deep plays would kill him at some point. And then on the other side, I just I felt like what we watched was that was a team that got humbled in the middle of the year and decided, but we're still great if we do things in a more business-like manner. And they did. And they won anyway. And I feel terrible for the Buffalo people, 
But I'm not surprised. And I really do feel like in the end, I mean, I feel bad for the kicker too. That sucks. But like he actually been wonky for a few weeks. I was like coming down to bad weather, even at home, putting it on the line with him was going to be tough. Yeah. I, I, so I felt bad. I felt bad that he missed, but like he was barely making his field goals. He missed one like the week before. Like he was really wonky anyway. Like it was going, you can always see this. It's going sideways. Now all the pressure's on him. So I felt bad for him that that happened. They still would have got the ball the minute something left. You know Mahomes. What do you think? He's not going to go down right. and win? He probably yeah, would have anyway. Yeah, right, they couldn't right. stop them. Like, they probably could, you know, it would have been a better outcome for him in his life. But, you know, like, but the reality was, like, it's hard to beat the King. And to me, the King also is with one of the greatest coaches of all time. And whatever they did to come around to, we can't be what we were. We have to be what we are. And then they won anyway tells you how good they are and they're a tough out and this is going to be a hell of a game this weekend i don't have a like unlike the detroit san francisco thing i don't have a feel for it yet i think i feel like the ravens are kind of too big to fail at this point just the way they're going but the idea that this is some kind of even though it's at home that they're just going to automatically beat Mahomes. of course not good luck with that i haven't seen anybody do it yet so good luck with that there's uh two things on on this game as well um one, the uh, fake punt was, that was so stupid. utterly ridiculous. Yes. Like, you have Allen. Just go for it with Allen. There was no reason for you to direct snap it to Hamlin. Like, there was no reason for you to do that whatsoever. Completely, I don't know if McDermott outthought himself or they got a look and they tricked him into doing it, but that was the dumbest decision of the weekend, I think. I don't think there was a worse feel for the game just botched call. They wanted that one. And you know what? They so overthought it. They wanted to have this moment for Hamlin. Did they? Like, I don't even know I, if that I, was, I mean. I think they wanted to, like, have this special moment. Oh, man. I just. Because, I mean, dumb. the fact that he got it yeah, is very, know. like, they've just decided that there had to be this special moment in this special run. It had to involve him That's for all the reasons we know why. A such a mistake. At a high leverage moment yeah, to do it. Ridiculous. Like, had they done it early in the game yeah when it's three nothing or something right, like right. that to get the crowd going or something i think yeah. like like that would have been like all right if it fails it fails but yeah. you know we got plenty to do it when they did it when 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 it's expected like yeah. that, that that's what i think was the problem it was like you have allen yeah let him try to get uh, it not him ha- not hamlin i like, think um i think they were wildly outcoached yesterday yes i agree Cause, cause now we, i also want to caveat i think those injuries are a big 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 no, part of, of it that has been undersold in what happened I hated their defense against Kansas City yesterday. I mean, just they, they're missing too many people. Come on. Like, you got to be – Baltimore's not in that situation. Right. I hope they get Marlon Humphrey back because right. that's a problem if they don't have him back. Like, you've got to play optimal to beat this guy. And they were never going to be able to do that. But Buffalo couldn't get out of its own way. And some of these injuries, like, I don't think Allen played bad. All the criticism of him today, he did not play he poorly. He missed a digs. That he was did. the worst one. But, like, other than that. I'll, I'll like, tell you what. Mahomes yeah. early missed two mm-hmm. touchdowns. Yep. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That he yeah. always hits. He right. missed two of them. Like, two. He missed. Clear, open touchdowns that he never misses. He missed. So, that happens. I thought Allen played really well. The Davis thing killed them in the deep pass game. And the injuries on defense marginalized them. But at the same time, they made some stupid things like that fake punt that, like, that's being out coaches overthinking yourself and Kansas City figured out who they were to put their best foot forward to win and they did and Buffalo can't get out of its own way. I don't know if they're going to make a change or not. I don't know, but like they were out coached yesterday, let alone they were missing a lot of people to be fair to them. The other um one that I I just hated 
the Buccaneers didn't do it as much, but the Bills did it way more, was they were not calling plays on third down to set themselves up better for fourth down. Like, that's something we've been seeing for a couple years now. Offensive coordinators will actively call a play that when it's third and seven, you get three or four yards, yeah. so you can only you only have to get three on fourth down. Right. They were constantly putting themselves in terrible situations yes. to not even go for it on fourth down in the second half when yeah. they couldn't stop the Chiefs. Like, I didn't understand why... They didn't shift their philosophy to go, we can't stop them. Let's start calling this like we're going to start going for it on fourth down. That was, that to me was like another huge mistake they were making. They were just calling these weird plays and then either punting it or then going for it. It was fourth and seven, and they've been stopping you the whole entire time. I thought that was, that was clearly outcoached in the situational stuff. Allen's career. Let me take a break, and I'll, I'll pick this up. Yeah. Very much show you spent 630 Sports Capital. Are you ready for hard-hitting observations? Reality remains reality, no matter how hard you try to ignore it. The Ben Shapiro Show brings you all the news you need to know in America today. Again, I'm all here for the pop culture, people dating each other for the press. Ben breaks down the culture and never gives an inch. Every so often, and by every so often, I mean literally every 27 seconds if the producer gets fired. The Ben Shapiro Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. This is like... If not my favorite Grateful Dead song, it's up there. I never like to say it's my favorite because anytime anybody likes Grateful Dead, it just gets mad at you. Like as if you're not allowed to really love this song. I think it's a great one, but I think it, it crossed over too much for them. It's too mainstream. It got too mainstream. That's not the Grateful Dead's fault. <laughs> that more people liked this than right. the people who make the yummy, yummy grilled cheeses. Like, <laughs> calm down, guys. Can't we all like it? I liked it. It's like the people that say their favorite Springsteen song is Born to Run. We know it's a masterpiece, but yes. really, what's your favorite one? Yeah. <laughs> right. What's your actual favorite I one? I mean, I have a lot of favorite Grateful Dead songs, but this is this is up there yeah. for me, and people yeah. get mad when you say that for some reason. <laughs> uh, all right, let me let me say this about Josh Allen, too. Yeah. I, I want to reiterate, too. I've seen a lot of people saying, like, can't we just credit Mahomes and stop bashing Allen? Okay, I mean, that's part of it. And, but I would also say, I did not watch that yesterday and think he lost the game for them at all. No, so he, I don't he, even know why people are criticizing him today, other than... They did lose the game at home to, oh, I don't know, what appears to be an all-time quarterback and an all-time team. Like He, I didn't, he also avoided and, the massive turnover, too. Like He fumbled early, but they fell on it, and yeah. that, that was it. Like he didn't that, throw some crazy YOLO yeah, pick. Right, exactly. The deep passes, they, didn't, they weren't completed, but they were good throws. Yep. They right. were the right throws to the right people. They just weren't completed, which mm-hmm. goes back to my theory of the Gabe Davis thing was actually a really big deal because in the past, he's the one that makes those Two to three plays in these games that are killers yep. for them. Him not being out there was a big deal to me. Um, I'll say this about him, too. This is, it's starting to remind me now of John Elway's career. He's, he's a transformational player. Yeah. His greatness is not really in question. He's a two-way player, unlike most players. Like He has the arm and accuracy and the running ability. Like There really isn't anybody else like him, yeah. and, but he's just not winning. And some of it's on him. Yesterday, I didn't think it was. Um, and I, so I don't think, like, I, I think that there's a long way to go. He's only in his 20s. Yep. And I do think, like, John Elway had to wait a long time to actually win a Super Bowl. And, in fact, he was a very different player by the time that his teams actually won. They were really a run offense. That was TD. That was Terrell yep. Davis and the Mile High Salute and all that mm-hmm. stuff. It was really more about their team and their, you know, brute power. And then Elway, of course, can make these types of plays I'm hoping for Allen. He's one of those guys that stick it out. Don't get too upset. Well, stick it out because there's a long way to go. And I marvel at his play. And I just don't feel like he deserves the criticism he's getting today. 
and he's he's a great. Like he's a clear surefire Hall of Fame quarterback and this game's hard. The, it's really hard. Like Peyton Manning won two Super Bowls. He had to go to two different teams. Drew Brees won one Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers yep. won one. Like this is this is really hard. His turn may come if he if he sticks it out long enough and the team that stays around him remains competitive enough. This is what I keep going back to. This will be now year 3 I go with this take. Is those three AFC teams the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Bengals. The Bengals and the Bills, because of who they are as franchises, need to not freak out on these losses. Yes. The fact that you get beat by Mahomes or you get beat by the other one, you cannot overreact to it. Correct. You cannot, like, as long as, like, if they and if they make a change with McDermott, okay, I think I would understand it. I don't know if it's the right move or wrong move, but I would understand it. But with Allen, as long as he's on your team, you have a chance. And all right. of the, like getting to a Super Bowl, like as long as you just keep sticking with him, like your window is not closed. It's in fact it's wide open as long as you have him on your club. That's right. So this is what I keep saying is like all those teams they need to not freak out when Mahomes beats you That's because right. Mahomes we saw this with Brady. Brady just takes you out, and you have to kind of grin and bear it Look, until you get your shot one year. You know, and you, you they're in a spot where this is this is where you find out who the greats are. Yes. Like, and they're there every year for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like, the Redskins of the 80s were a juggernaut. The 85 Bears are a one-off. Right. They're yep. a one-off. Yeah, exactly. Like, yep. that's one of the greatest teams of all time. That's a one-off, yep. okay? The Giants with Parcells were terrific, but they, like everybody, either lost to the 49ers or the Bears in the playoffs. It happened every year to them. The 49ers happened to have all-time greats at the position. They were very difficult to beat. So, like, they shouldn't freak out, and I I don't want to hear any hate on him because I just – he didn't lose that game yesterday, and he's the best thing they've had going for them since Jim Kelly. So I I just – they need to calm down. I know it's upsetting. I'm not surprised they lost. It's right place, right time. I'm calling right now Detroit to knock off San Francisco and everybody to be surprised – because I think they're too beat up. Yeah. Like, right. it, but it doesn't mean that next year they won't be really good again. Mm-hmm. They, they will. Of course. You know, they will. Of course. All right. We'll take a quick break. Brand Watch Show East Pit 630 Sports Capital. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, what, is it real? <laughs> <laughs> In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What women binge wherever you listen. All right, welcome back. Uh, let's go through all the coaching things that are going on right now. Uh, I'd like to congratulate Ron Rivera on getting an interview with the Philadelphia Eagles to be their next defensive coordinator, Sean Desai. That was a news dump over the weekend mm-hmm. that the Eagles are indeed forcing Nick Sirianni to fire all his coordinators <laughs> so that he can re- retain the job. And um, they are they have a scheduled press conference in Philadelphia with Sirianni and Howie Roseman together, yeah. which would signal to you they're not going to fire him there. Right. So that he's going to be the head coach, and they're going to get new coordinators in there. They've decided not to move on. That, I think, is a good thing for all of us. I don't want to see... I don't want them jumping into the Ben Johnson sweepstakes type of stuff. I don't want them going that way because they, you know, they, they've been quick to pull the trigger on things that go sour. And, yeah. you know, we got the guy we like, you know, hands off. So let's see what happens here. So they're going after coordinators now in Rivera, who hinted on Kimes' podcast last week. He said, I have some, you know, discussions and interest in going back to coaching and was more than willing to openly admit I will be a coordinator and I don't have to be a head coach again because he's probably not getting interviews to be a head coach again right now. Right. Um, But he wants to still coach. And um, I said this last week and I'll say it again. I know all these people on Twitter are making fun of it and all this stuff. He's a very good coach. And 
uh, he'd be an incredible hire at that position if he's willing to take it. Yeah. So, like, I, like, you think that that's a good thing if he's the D.C. in Philadelphia? I don't. Right, <laughs> like, right. That's not good for us. Like, you, if you think that, you're cra- one, he knows our personnel, whatever's left of it. <laughs> Secondarily, like, I don't know. Like, I, what makes you think he's not a good hands-on coach? Because that's what he would be again as a hands-on coach. Right. So, I don't know whether he'll get the job or not, but, like, I don't dismiss this as, like, funny or anything. I think he'd be an incredible hire for somebody who wants to bring him in as a D.C. I'm surprised he wants to do it so quickly after the experience here. Most guys like to take a little time, but he's going, no, 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 I want to go back into it. So, good I mean, for him. He probably doesn't know how many years he has left. He's probably yeah. might as well just keep going if he is willing to, to do it. I think it's good news either way, though, that this is about as close as you get to a new head coach, though. Like, you're getting another two coordinators the year after you had the other two hired. Like, you know. That sometimes makes a team really wonky. That'd be three offensive and defensive coordinators in three seasons. Like that's listen, you know that's not I, stable. <laughs> I think in the case of Sirianni too, like he had what Sirianni did, and this is whoever becomes our head coach. The next most important thing is going to be who he hires as a staff. Yep, yep. like that's the biggest part of this whole thing. You had, like look what happened to the Eagles this year. It clearly Steichen and Gannon were really good coordinators. Mm-hmm. Like got jobs yep. immediately. Yep. The Colts overachieved. The Cardinals were at least competitive, but look what happened to Philadelphia. They did not replace those guys with right. people that got the same output out of not the same team, but vir- at least on offense, virtually the same team, yeah. right? Well, they could got, not get it. Well, in fact, got so wonky, freaking Matt Patricia That's right. got, was taking over. Yes. And even everyone was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Because that hasn't worked out with that guy mm-hmm. in years. So. That's right. So that'll be important for us, who it is. And I would say, you know, for them, they might don't. Dismiss this. They might be looking at this. Lori might be looking at this and going, it might not be bad to have a former head coach on this guy's staff to advise him a little bit along the way because he may need a little extra advice from people who've been around the block a million times. And Rivera, of course, has. So uh, we'll see if it happens. Rivera also was a coach there under Andy Reid years and years and years ago. So he's got ties back to, in fact, uh, when I saw Merrill Reese uh, up in Philadelphia, I love saying hi to Merrill Reese, the legendary voice of the Eagles. Every time I see him, he goes, say hi to that Ron Rivera. <laughs> Loved him. I played golf with him you know, like, in 2002. You know, so, like, so that was great. Is that uh, Merrill Reese or Matt Patricia? Mickey Mouse. <laughs> a little bit of all of it. A little bit of all <laughs> yeah, of no, it. Merrill's got that yeah, high yeah, voice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, all right, so there's that. All right, then the other news over the weekend, Eric Bieniemy mm-hmm. got an actual full-on interview here to be the head coach. Yep. Why is anybody why is everybody surprised by this? I don't think anyone's really surprised. I think they were surprised with if he was a candidate how late it's happened, I think, cuz his name was never thrown out there with all the other guys. So, I mean, I don't know, like he was here. I mean, I don't know why if you're Adam Peters, you wouldn't talk to him. Yeah, right. You know, right. whether to be the head coach or not be the head coach, I want to talk to him about who we have on this team. Sure. And yeah. I want his opinion on all of it. Yeah. And I want to hear every last detail about right, it. Right. And then I do want to hear from him, okay, we're doing this. What would you do differently? Exactly. Yeah. You know the team that we have. They're not all going to be gone next year. What would you do differently? And I would want to hear what he has to say about all of that. How would you structure this differently than it was who a year ago? Who would you take ago? at number two? Correct. Mm-hmm. I want to hear it from him. So – I like I, I'll say the same thing about him. I said about Rivera. I know everybody was all over him too. I also think he's a very, very good coach. Right. I think the situation was a mess last year for everybody. Rivera is kind of admitting the mistakes that kind of admitting the mistakes that were made now. 
EB came into what I thought was a very tricky situation, which I always landed on. Why did he want the job? Just based on like, why would you come here to take on an inexperienced quarterback in a year where the team's being sold and the head coach is fighting for his job? Like, so what do I not know about what's going on here? Right. And only he and Ron and everybody know what the truth is of like, what was being told to one another, and I'm not going to accuse anybody of anything, but we could all take our conspiracy theories about what was actually happening here that clearly didn't go the way anybody thought it would. But they, they all took a, a crazy bet on something. It didn't go very well. But I do want to hear from him. Yeah. I don't think he's the front runner to get the job, Like, but I do want to hear from him. And anybody who was sitting there going, like, why would they interview him? Why wouldn't they? He was here the whole year, and he is – He's been a coach, an assistant coach at a high level on Super Bowl champions. Why wouldn't you want to hear what he has to say? Right, of course. So that one happened. Um, I'll be interested to hear if there is a quote-unquote second interview with him. That'll be very interesting. And, like, remember, too, like, this ownership group didn't hire him. They don't know him. That's right. Yep. That's so true. they got to get to know him, too. Yep. And, like, I appreciate, Kimes talked to the, about this a lot. Like, I feel like Ben Johnson's the guy they're targeted, and that's who they want. Unlike Adam Peters, who was the slam dunk, they wanted him. He wanted them. They didn't even, they they, they couldn't even hide it. You know, like <laughs> they had a press conference. They said we're going to do a rapid thorough search because the rapid thorough part had already taken place. We know who we want. Yeah, yeah, we know who we want. All it is is does he want the job? And in the end, he did. So slam dunk done. I think Ben Johnson's the choice. But they have said from the get go of this, we are not dead set on one person. We are having an open conversation with a lot of people. We want to pick the right quote unquote leader. Mm -hmm. And I believe them. Right. I believe them. Yeah. They haven't lied to me yet. So I believe them. So we'll see where it goes. Dan Quinn's going to have a second interview. Raheem Morris going to have a second interview. Very interesting to Raheem Morris. Yep. Yeah. No, I think we've all all said that the second go around with him, I think everyone would feel good. Like with the second go around of being a head coach. Like Uh, everyone says he deserves a second spot too. No doubt. Yeah. I, and like, so I'm very interested in what's going on there. He also has been part of a program that's won a lot yep. recently. Right. He also has been a head coach before. Everyone talks about his reputation. Everyone talks about his relationship with the players. Like, he seems like a slam dunk for somebody. I don't know if it's us, but he seems like a slam dunk. It's like somebody's going to get a really good coach if they take a chance on him and bring him in. Quinn, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I know what he did in Dallas. I've known it intimately watching this. I think he's playing with a full deck down there with those players that he has. But that doesn't mean that you don't have to do it. And boy, did they do it. So it's hard not to really, you know, love the idea of him. But I do find it a little telling that off of the way Dallas went out and to the extent that Jerry went to protect Dan Quinn from not leaving last year, that he didn't just install him as the head coach. There's something a little off to me about that. Yeah. You know, it would have appeased people for sure. Instead, he took what I thought was the logical thing to do. If you're not going to get Belichick, I thought the logical thing to do was just stick it out with McCarthy. It wasn't like Dak had a bad year. I mean, go ask CeeDee Lamb's mom, but like, I don't (laughs) think he had a bad year. But, uh, but for Quinn, I don't know. I, you know, he did coach in a Super Bowl. He did have a really good team that year that he had to the point of you have to have a good staff. Kyle Shanahan was his coordinator when that happened. Um, I'm not as bullish about him as some are, but you know, I'm open to hearing I'm open to hearing out the process with them. And the funny part about all of that is like if they were to come to the conclusion that that's who they want or they want Raheem Morris and it's not the person you thought it was going to be all along, you know, just remind yourself for a second if you take issue with that hiring. As of 48 hours ago, you thought that guy could do no wrong. 
Adam Peters. So why don't you trust him here that whoever he ends up picking is the right guy for the team? Because as of 48 hours ago, you all were willing to give him the keys to the city and say, in Adam, we trust. So if he picks the guy that you don't expect him to, why does that automatically, why is that wrong? Right. No. Like, I don't think, remember, we really liked him. Remember that part? So I would be surprised if Dan Quinn gets the job in the end. But a second interview is a second interview. They're serious about it. So I do think Washington, it's funny. There's all these openings and all these candidates. I was talking about this last week. There's an array of candidates this year that is unusually strong. I think they have a multiple good options here. And I'm, I, I always subscribe to, and I'll say this about the quarterback too, go get your guy. Don't just say, oh, I'll take any of the three. No, go get your guy. Who do you think is going to be really great? May, Williams, or Daniels? Don't tell me all of them are the same. They're not. In fact, their skill sets are all different. Yeah. Which one do you think is going to be the next great quarterback? Because there is a difference. Like, the team that took Trevor Lawrence and the team that took Zach Wilson feel very differently about the quarterbacks that they have right now. Right, right. And that was one, too. So, like, don't tell me you'll just take anybody. Like, you've got to pick your guy. And I'll say the same thing about the coach. Go after your guy. I don't know who that is, but I'm open to hearing all these things, and they are serious about it. And if that's who it ends up being, I will be surprised if he's the choice, but... Obviously, I'll be behind it, 100%. Well, this also goes back to what um, Kaim has been talking about with us the last few times he's been on, where uh, in the past, like if it was the Ben Johnson who Dan wanted, they would do these interviews to do these interviews, mm-hmm. not to actually interview them, where it was like, yeah, we're going to interview, but we already know who our guy is, and it's like in one ear, out the other. And even if they impressed in the interview, they weren't ever going to kind of overtake that candidate where it feels like now it is much more an open forum of clearly Raheem Morris is getting a second interview, Quinn's getting a second interview, that they're going, these guys are legitimate candidates, and if Ben Johnson doesn't interview well, they're both legitimate, you know, chances to be the head coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we haven't really talked to McDonald in person yet, too. too. Yeah, right. He might be the best choice. Anthony Weaver might be the best choice. Raheem Mm -hmm. might be the best choice. I think this is, this should be open, and they do have a lot of options in front of them. Like, this isn't one of those years where you go, boy, if we don't get this guy, we're going to settle for somebody. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's the case. Like, I still believe Ben Johnson's the top choice. That's what I think. That's what I have felt all along. But I do believe that this is not a circus. I do believe they're doing this for real, and they might be surprised by some of the people they talk to. And the depth and experience level and the acumen of the candidates is deeper than it's been in a long time. So I do want to hear this out. And with Ben Johnson and Aaron Glenn winning and Mike McDonald and Anthony Weaver winning this week, I don't think this process is going to come to a conclusion anytime soon. In fact, I think we're at least a week away, if not more, depending on how the Ravens and Lions perform here before we're going to actually get a real answer about this. One thing on Quinn, too, by the way, um, like all the reports of Dallas are, you know, McCarthy only has a year left on his deal. And that's what Jerry did with um, uh, Jason Garrett last time around. He just let the contract run out and then they hired McCarthy. Mm-hmm. It would shock me if Jerry went to Quinn and went, I'll up your contract a crap load for this one year. And if we don't get it done next year, I'm probably going to let McCarthy walk. Or if I don't hire you as head coach, they do this all the time, where you kick in that escalator where they get paid X amount of money mm-hmm. if you don't make them the head coach. Like I think Mayo probably had this. It's probably why Belichick was rumored to get mm-hmm. bounced for so long. That could be another point here, too, where with Quinn, I could see Jerry kicking that in by just saying, 
stick around for one more year, and then the team is yours if we don't win a Super Bowl. And if you don't, I'll pay you very handsomely. Like I think that's a that's a distinct possibility as well. Have so. you seen the interviews with Mayo? The early interviews with no, him? No, I haven't. Okay. We are so far the opposite end of the spectrum from Belichick. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> I'm not sure. His quote there. about a Pat's rebuild. We're ready to burn some cash. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> then he did a TV interview with one of the locals up there, and I saw it yeah. because someone put the clip out, and they're like, asked him, what are you going to do with the number three pick? And he goes, well, we don't know yet, but I can tell you it's going to be at a very important position. There you go. So he's already he's just like, telegraphing all of it. Yeah. And Belichick's probably like, shh. Oh, no. <laughs> he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Have you not watched anything I've done here? <laughs> well, it's a completely different vibe now. Yeah, totally different vibe. He's, he's also the youngest head coach in the league. Yeah. Of course he's going to talk a little bit. It's like Mike Reese must be like, oh, thank God. <laughs> right. We have a coach who's going to speak to us. This is amazing. We have a coach that's actually literally going to interact with us like we're human beings. On the same level, you know, uh, me and my coworker Ben Raby on the Caps Radio Network, we love, just like you love, Carberry. Because Carberry He's says amazing. everything, right? I love him. But yeah. me and him are both like, this happens in the NHL. You eventually just learn not to say this stuff out loud. When they're young. He doesn't care. I'll get to him later. He right, does right. not but, care. But this yeah. goes with both sports that I'm talking about. When you're young, you're, you say that stuff because you're having fun and it's still really good. Have a bad season or two, and all of a sudden you'll kind of lock up the true. But he's lock also, up the chest. And Carver, and Carver is probably made of the same thing. He's like, I'm in year one of a five year deal, guys. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Yes. I don't need to lock it up. You need to lock it up. Right. No, totally. I'll blow you up to the but, media. I'm just saying that's that's what it is. It's the media is dying for me to say anything, and I have the power to do so, right. sir. Right. <laughs> uh, let's see. The Bears hired an offensive coordinator. It's not your boy Cliffy. Your boy, Cliffy. It's Shane Waldron, who was with the Seahawks, because they're mm-hmm. changing over yep. their staff. They've right. been actually eerily quiet through this process. We haven't heard much from them. Right. wonder what's going on up there. They're very quiet They could be like us, though. They could they be eyeing one of those guys that, that are still in the playoffs. Are they trying to sneak in on Harbaugh? Is that what they're trying to do? I don't think so. No, not with They're Carol. too Carol, quiet Carol's up there. still part of the organization. Oh, There's no right. chance. Because <laughs> yeah. I thought that at What's first. What's your deal? Yeah, I yeah. thought that at first, too. But then when they said Carol was going to step into like a you know an advisory role, he ain't advising them to get that guy. They hate what each other. What if Pete Carroll then goes to Michigan? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know um, I forget who kicked this around. They were like, Pete Carroll to Washington? To do what? Because they lost the, the head to, coach? To watch, like, in college. Oh, University sorry, sorry, of. Sorry, yeah, yeah, sorry. Oh. Because then someone said. Well, same. they already hired a guy. Yeah, I know. But, like, that was kicked around of, like, if you had done that, mm. easy transition, same area, people would have loved you for a while. Like, you already did it with USC. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you're right. They, they did hire somebody. But, so, let's see. Yeah. The Bears hire this guy, and it's only important for us because we're all trying to read the tea leaves. What are you doing at number right. one? Right, exactly. If they had hired Cliff, I think we all know exactly what they were doing at number yeah, one. That right. That's a plant from the Williams family. We want him to be here. Sure. Clearly, that wasn't a directive. Mm-hmm. They didn't do it. They hired this guy. Okay. Hmm. Does that more lead you to believe that they're working with Fields or that they're bringing in a rookie quarterback. I don't. This one is this uh, this one. I'm not sure. This guy's been around the block. Mm-hmm. He helped the turnaround with Geno. That's right. He's he kept prof- he kept Locke going too. Like they had two quarterbacks that no one circles as being amazing, and they were both pretty good in his system. Pretty good. They does he have? I'd have to look this up. We got to sleuth this out. Does he have a connection to Caleb's family? I don't know. Right. Like, is there some kind of deeper connection that was been there from years ago? Because that would kind of signal what's happening here. But his hiring threw me a little bit because it was what well, they hired Kingsbury. We all know what, what that meant, but they didn't. 
They hired a professional offensive coordinator who's been right. around a little bit who's worked with experienced quarterbacks. Right. Yeah. I. Oh, I'm thrown. Yeah, I, I don't know on you that know, one. For <laughs> the candidates for the Bears, too. It's an either way situation. You're pumped. You're either getting Caleb Williams or you're sticking with Justin Fields. You can't be upset about it. Right. So yeah. it's it's a good win either way. But I don't know. I saw that one and I was wondering. And then Mel. There yeah. is one connection here. There I, is. I looked it up. Uh, Caleb Williams worked with the quarterback collective, which is like a bunch of coaches and they mm -hmm. all get together. Um, that was run by NFL coaches, including McVay, Kyle Shanahan, Stefanski, and Mike McDaniel, and Waldron was down there as well. And Williams was in there. Was in there, yeah. And all those other guys are not available to be the offensive coordinator of the Chicago Correct. Bears. Correct. So okay, I knew that there had to but be something. Way, I mean, that is a general because I'm sure all the top quarterbacks Look, go there. So I think it's worth looking into because we're trying to figure out what they're going to do. I believe they're selecting Caleb Williams, but I've been waiting to see who they hire here, and is that person a Williams family plant? Right. This happens in basketball all the time. Oh, you want my kid to go play for your program? Well, his coach from AAU or his dad is going to be an assistant coach on your bench. This yeah. happens all the time. In football, you don't hear it very often, but the, the Williams family has – not so quietly made it clear they want to know where they're going and who's going to be on the staff. Like, they're not playing by those rules. There's a follow-up here that um, in the 2021 quarterback collective um, camp, Justin Fields was there and Kyle Shanahan was there. And Shanahan didn't draft Fields. He drafted um, Trey Lance that year. So Maybe Shanahan so they, wants Fields so they are saying after, <laughs> this season, after the Bears, because they're trading him somewhere. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the follow up here though actually is probably what makes sense the most here. Um, and this is hold on, let me look who this up. This is some good information. This is Sonny Giuliano, uh, whoever wrote this for Clutch Points. Mm -hmm. He follows it up with this. Shane Waldron. The philosophy is pretty much the same as McVeigh and Lafleur in Green Bay, which would be this similar to the two offenses Fields has already run. So essentially, what he's saying is. They might have brought him in so the offense isn't totally different than the last two he's been running. It's similar in concept. Mm. So they're not having this. You're learning a brand new offense for the third year in a row. So that could also be something to pay attention okay. to with Fields as well. Mel came out with mock draft one. <laughs> here we are. He We're here, for, guys. He always shock jocks the first one. So He should. Yeah, right. He's the OG <laughs> of this thing. He created it. That's true. <laughs> uh, and uh, number one, he's got Caleb Williams. And okay. number two, he has? Uh, um, Drake May. Jaden Daniels. Oh, all right then. So, uh, you know, the last week or so, I haven't gone full bore into it yet because yeah. I want to know who the decision makers are yeah, because yeah. that helps me understand who they like. Mm -hmm. But I started watching Jaden Daniels, and uh, oh no, it's hard to <laughs> going to turn that down. Oh, oh, in a good way. Okay, uh -huh. I, thought, I thought the way you were talking over there that was bad. No, so you're getting the shroud feeling with him. Uh, my early feeling with him is um, not unlike Fields or RG3. Yeah. He's going to learn how to have to protect himself uh -huh. because he um, knew he was faster than everybody else. Right. And uh, took a few too many hits for my liking from what I saw. But he's got the arm. The running ability is outrageous. And um, so let's just say uh, I'm interested. You're a fan. After I am. I'm a little concerned that he's going to have to learn, hopefully not the hard way in the NFL like RG3 did, that the rules are designed in a way for you not to have your legs get cut off by really fast linebackers, and you better learn that early or they will. Right. Allen is an unusual, unusual specimen 
that seems to not care about running into people like that, and it hasn't burned him too hard yet. Right. But it will eventually. Lamar is a much wiser runner. He does not take a lot of hits. He really knows how to avoid right. those. Like it, he, when he sees the the train wreck coming, he knows to get down. Sure. I think it's been the longevity for him because all along throughout the course of his career, everyone's going, he's not going to last. He's not going to last. He actually, if you watch him, he's he's actually very careful he's about pretty the hits. proactive about it. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he also is just an astounding athlete. This guy, when I watch him on tape. He's, I'm going to outrun you until he doesn't. And then he's in a car wreck. And I, that's a bad thing in the NFL. So they're going to have to work with him on understanding that there are a little more limitations with it. That said, um, he is quite a prospect. Okay. So, uh, so it's going to come down to, what do you like? Because Drake May is a traditional pocket quarterback. This guy is not, but he's got the arm for it for sure, too. Yeah. It's always hard with college highlights, and I need to watch a lot more. But it's hard with them because... Oftentimes, the disparity in talent is so great that he throws these bombs and they're beautiful to watch. And the guy's 10 yards behind the cornerback who's <laughs> never going to be in the NFL, but his receiver is. Right. And so it's always hard, I think, to judge that type of stuff. I'm looking more for his decision making against good teams. When does he escape? Why does he escape? Where is he going? And then the stuff that in my just early viewing worried me was I think he takes too many hits. But I think that's something you can work with and then eventually well you eventually you take a couple of them and you go see i don't think you really need to do that right aren't we on the same page here you can go out of bounds you take the bus die die for the pylon (laughs) when the end zone is there but when you're at the 35 you don't need to get to the 33 that badly right yes exactly you know what i mean right slide slide all right so mel mel weighs in early Named one of the best personal finance podcasts, The Stacking Benjamin Show with Joe and his friends makes financial literacy fun. I got an email today from the LenPenzo.com HR department. I find oh. it really interesting. I'm an employee of one at this company, so but somebody from the HR department sent me an email telling me that I had a raise. If I just opened the attachment, I could see how much my raise was. Make sure you click on the links that are in there, too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, I can't wait. This is I'm excited. Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen.